0: Coming up on BYU basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougars are coming off a huge home win over Texas as they now hit the road for a two-game trip. February has arrived, and we are live with the coach and point guard Trey Stewart. Coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN Plus.
1: BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years.
0: Thank you all. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the Brigham Young University campus in Provo, Utah. Thank you for joining us both here in the studio and out there as we take a weekly look inside the Cougar Hoops program. Our social media hashtag tonight and every night, hashtag Pope Show. We're live. We're on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and also Big 12 now on ESPN+. Coming up on tonight's show, we will look back at a terrific weekend win over Texas and highlight some standout performances from the guys in that game. Noah Waterman will join Jerem Jordan inside the film room. Deep Blue will profile former BYU Hoops great Jeff Chapman. Trey Stewart is our in-studio guest, and Trey will showcase some of his creations with a Pope Show fit check. Not to do with fitness, has to do with the drip. The kids know what this is all about. Uh, We'll have an in-studio Q&A for the coach and Trey, get to some BYU Hoops trivia, and then preview the Cougars' upcoming two-game Big 12 road swing. And on this upcoming road trip, Mark Pope will hit the 150-game mark as BYU's head coach, and this is fifth season as BYU's bench boss. Please welcome in the head coach of your BYU basketball Cougars, Mark Pope!
2: Good to see you. Good to see you.
0: All right, we got stuff going on. Uh, this is not a normal look for you. Not that it's a bad look I by any means. I pants. Men. No, pants are usually part of the package here. Um, but the glasses, although I've seen you with glasses before, these aren't just average everyday glasses, are they now?
3: No. All of you are being video recorded right now as we speak. These glasses are magic. Yes. They do things. Explain. Uh, So Avery, my daughter, who's running my Instagram account and getting paid a a ridiculous amount of money for it. It's like a career already. So she's trying to do a new uh, segment on Instagram called uh, Point of View. So we're going to hand it out to players, be in huddles. Maybe if we're auspicious enough to do it in a game, that would be super weird. But it's very cool. And they're very swaggy, yes? Yes. Liars. No liars. No, and, and
0: they are they are filming as we speak. They're
3: live. Yeah, yeah. It only goes for sixty seconds. So if I keep touching my eyes because I have to keep turning it on. If anybody wants to say anything to the world right now, you're you're on camera right now. Cool, right? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you too. It's kind of your uh, Clark Kent vibe. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think so. Cool stuff. Um, so on a weekly basis. You get to hear from this guy in a variety of settings. Uh, Weekly update press conferences with local media, uh, pregame interviews with me on the radio, uh, postgame press conferences and TV interviews, postgame radio with me and Mark Durant. Uh, But there's only one place and one time every week where he answers this question. It's always. It, laugh. No, no, no. It, it, it comes up and then it settles, and people have a happy chuckle, is what Nobody's happens. Everybody's excited. Yeah. Everybody's
3: like, a this is re- ridiculous. Chuckle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I love it. It's, I love it. Again, my favorite part of the week. What kind of week do I have? All right, uh, go ahead.
3: So, um, uh, this morning, I had a little thing come across my uh, social media post. Um, from one of my favorite sports writers of all time, literally one of the great sport writers uh, of our generation. Anybody in here a fan of Seth Davis? How about that? <laughs> Big shout out to you, Seth, from the Cougs. So Seth had some unfortunate news uh, here in the last uh, several day. I guess the day or so. Uh, he was writing for The Messenger and I guess the whole thing got shut down and he lost his writing gig right now. Now he's still got a lot of employment. He's uh, doing a ton of national work. But he lost his job essentially and put a post on social media that I thought was so great. He's like, hey, you know, I had a tough day today. I lost my job. And so I have a lot of people reaching out to me right now, but if I could ask anything of all the people reaching out, it's like, I don't need anything, but I'd just like you to think about just as you go through your day life, just trying to find a way to be a little more kind. I thought it was awesome. Great reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Not his best day, but on the day that wasn't his best day, he's like, Hey, let's try and be a little more kind. And it reminded me a bunch of stuff, which I could go on for hours about being kind Um, Several years ago, when the great coach Dave Rose, can we hear for Coach Rose? Yeah. Uh, We we have the greatest camp ever known on the face of planet Earth. It's the Fathers and Sons Camp. It just is so epic. And every Sunday, we'll go to Temple Square and spend the whole day kind of at Temple Square, go to the spoken word and everything, and then have a sacrament meeting there. And Coach was speaking uh, this particular sacrament meeting, And his whole talk was just on being kind. And as coach started, I was like, well, this seems like a really, really simple concept. It seemed almost a little bit trite. But as he went through his talk, I was like, you know what? This is one of the most profound messages maybe that we need in the world today was just to find a way to be a little bit more kind. And it stuck with me for my whole life. And I think it's really special. And so it's been on my mind. I think a bunch of stuff has hit me the last few days where I'm like, man, if we could just be a little bit more kind now. Uh, very important. Kind does not mean soft, right? Kind does not mean uh, not competitive. Put your whole heart and soul out there. It doesn't mean any of those things. Kind just means if we're going to be wrong, if we're trying to figure out what to do, maybe be a little kind. Another example, Scott Drew, the coach of the Baylor Bears. Um, uh, You know, we just had a really competitive game at Baylor where in not my finest moment, um, I destroyed a water ball and got a tee at the end of the game. (laughs) And Scott was not my best friend during that game. We were competing like as hard as two human beings and two teams can possibly compete. Um, but after the game, uh, Scott was so generous, uh, came out on the court and sought out Leanne, who was standing there. And then I remembered, um, you know, when we first got interested in the Big 12, one of the first phone calls I got was from Scott Drew. And he said, Coach, he said, Mark, we're so excited to have you guys. You guys are be a great fit for this league. And welcome to the league where eight out of 12 teams go to the NCAA tournament every single year. <laughs> and um, I just love it. Uh, but this kindness is super important. It's been on my mind. And, and I think BYU is an incredible representative of, being, of, of competing, like, with everything we have at the highest level and still being able to find moments where if we're going to air, we we'll err towards kindness. And I dig it. So there we go. We got a kind audience. They gave a big-time shout-out to Seth Davis. Appreciate you guys for that.
0: And following on that theme, our, our guest, our player guest tonight, his company's name echoes the theme of kindness. His company's name is Default Happiness. Yes. Kind of in the same
3: mold there. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Trey is one of the kindest persons you'll ever meet. Every time we have a chance to have any type of interaction with, um, you know, for example, now uh, we'll go to West Virginia. We fly out tomorrow and we'll get there tomorrow evening and then we'll go straight to the gym. We, we like to go smell the gym the night before the game where there's no pressure. We just walk in the gym, kind of taking the lights, get up some shots. And we've, we've started inviting because we're getting to, you know, to go to new venues. We, we We've extended invitations to uh, BYU fans in Morgantown. And so we assume that uh, there will be a good showing tomorrow night. And Trey's the first guy to run out and say hi to every single person and sign every single autograph and teach every single six-year-old how to spin a ball on his finger. He's a, he's a beautiful human being that way.
0: Really one of the cool things about being in the Big 12 is uh, I'll be at these same Friday night deals and, and to be able to sit there and, and see so many BYU fans in the stands, on the floor, with the guys, take a picture, sign an autograph. It's kind of become this neat new uh, tradition uh, that we started here in this new league. Be kind. Yeah. OK, good start. Uh, well, this has been a week without a midweek game for the first time this year in the Big 12. It was your bye week, let's call it. Uh, how's it been and how is it going for the guys? Felt like you guys could use a few days to catch a breath.
3: Yes, uh, it's been really important. It's been fun as a staff because we got to do some deep dives and kind of explore where we are, how we got here and where we'd like to go moving forward. It's been for, good for our guys because they've got to get a little more rest and much needed. And, and everybody's dealing with, uh, you know, this flu that's going around and other things. and, and um, just kind of. Uh, uh, kind of a time to like let our emotion just simmer uh, for a few days and and uh, we had a lively practice day. The guys, uh, you could feel the juice in the gym and and, uh, we'll go tomorrow morning and and then we're back to it and can't wait.
0: You used an interesting word in our post-game radio conversation Saturday after the Texas win. I think the word was reinvention. Yeah. Um, Meaning, you know, seven games into this Big 12 slate, um, you were doing a lot of things really well and Texas took one of those things away a little bit. You found a different way to have success and you actually talked about that. And then you say deep dive. These are things about how we can still be better and maybe a little different as you move forward.
3: We're going to be who we are. We're going to go shoot a lot of threes. We're going to play really, really fast. We're going to stay together as a team defensively. We're going to really, really work hard on the offensive and defensive glass. Those things you're not going to change. But maybe we can find little slices where we can approach it a little more creatively with a little bit of more imagination and uh, throw some wrinkles in. It's super fun. And you know, that's, the, that, that's kind of what we get to do as athletes and coaches and probably in everything we do in our life is just, is just try and reimagine who we can be a little bit different and a little bit better today.
0: I love the fact, among other things, about this team is that uh, in your first year in the Big 12, in conference games, you're the Big 12 attendance leader right yeah. now. Uh, you've got the biggest Thank building, which helps. But
3: yeah, you
0: You have a large venue, largest in the league, but you still have to fill it yep. with fans that care about yep. you guys, and that's what you've done
3: at a really high level so far. Yeah. This gym is amazing. I mean, the rock is incredible. Like, who? Nobody gets that. Like. There's no other place in the country that has the rock, right? That comes that big and that strong and that uh, insane. Uh, It was super fun. There were some clips. We actually get sent clips all the time of people actually videoing the stands, and there was one uh, segment uh, that was kind of a back and forth, a back and forth. Uh, We scored. Foose got a block. We came down and banged a three, and um, somebody had videoed from, they were like in the upper deck, right? And so you could see everyone in front of them, and watching the response of the Marriott Center, like up in the upper bleacher seats uh, with people just being overcome with the emotion of the moment. It's spectacular. And I just think we're, we're really blessed. And so thank you guys all for being a part of this because it makes it awesome.
0: I was one of those people overcome. By the
4: way. Yeah.
3: So, so I don't know. I, I, I should have had have him get it. But, uh, you know, there was a, uh, there's always, a, I think there's an announcement, announce, uh, what, do, what do you call it? A call of the day. Call Uh, of the game? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a great call of the game. And it was actually during that sequence, I think it was was the same sequence. The foots block and then, yeah. And so you guys know Greg uh, does the radio with Mark Durant, right? And they sit next to each other, and Greg does all the talking, and then Mark adds the, like, empiricals every you know every yeah. once in a while. They're actually a, a beautiful team. But, like, he took a beating. In this 20-second thir- <laughs> clip, Mark must have punched him and pushed him in the arm, like, ten times. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, Mark's been doing this a long time with me, and he's already kind of used to it. But yeah. he's my... He's the outlet for all my energy. <laughs> yeah. And so whether he likes it or not, that arm of his yeah. gets kind of hammered on during the course of the game. But he's such a big guy. He barely notices yeah. me. But, uh, yeah. hey,
3: and, and let me say this. It, like, we're really blessed. I mean, g- nobody has Greg Bell, the voice of the Cougs, right? He's the best ever. Yeah. But, yeah. yep, yep, yeah. I like it. Yep. Yes. But somehow uh, Greg and Mark r- walk this really fine line that's super important where they are um, – like the highest level professionals doing their job and at the same time like they are dying inside for the cougs to be successful and it's actually it's actually really fun to watch Pretty That's cool. a
0: good way of putting it. Thanks. Uh, well, this past Saturday, let's look back at it. BYU was playing for its third straight split week in the Big 12. Cougs lost their earlier game with Houston, came back and had a Texas team that had just beaten back-to-back ranked teams. Let's look at some highlights, but there are going to be player highlights, guys that really stood out for you in helping this team pick up a really big win. Highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Health. This is BYU against Texas. Jackson Robinson had his best game since his ankle sprain in, in, in December. He was tremendous.
3: He was so forceful in this game, guys. He did not see- settle for anything, he was like on a mission to go create. It was his best cutting game. He's a guy now that every team in the country is trying to take away his jumper. And so he punished Texas uh, several times by making great cuts, including this backdoor mm. cut and finish right here. And it's it's really fun in the game of basketball. The better you become, the harder teams work to take away the things you do well. And so you have to add complimentary things. And Jax really did in this game. He was great.
0: Richie Saunders, you didn't see him, I don't think, from the uh, from the, the, the Houston game <laughs> until game day shooter. I didn't sick. see him
3: until that corner three right there. <laughs> Actually, that was basically about it. He kind of ran into the gym right before tip-off. Because he was sick all week. Yeah, he was really, really sick. Couldn't even get out of bed. Couldn't go to class. Uh, and just kind of rolled in for the game and had an outstanding game. Really gave us a huge lift.
0: He just never stops. You said he only knows one speed, and that was on display Saturday. Yep. Uh, and then Foose. Uh, or, sorry, and we'll go to Dallin Hall next. Dallin, uh, 8 points, 4 assists, yeah. but a team high, plus 16. Uh, he plays 31-plus minutes in this one, and he is just the motor that makes you guys go right now. Yeah,
3: he was, he was terrific at getting to the rim. Um, you know, Texas was really, really devoted to taking away the three, which we don't really like, but our guys adjusted well. And Dallin kind of got us started um, uh, with a couple of really, really important plays to the rim early in this game. Fuseni Triore,
0: uh, most points in a game for Fus since mid-November. He's looking more like himself. He had 16-6 and six against Guys, Texas.
3: how fun, fun to have Fus back healthy, right? Like, he's just so fun. <laughs> um, you know, he's still working on protecting the ball, but man, he made some big time plays in isolation. You could see the space on the floor because everybody is chasing shooters. And, and Foose did an unbelievable job kind of taking advantage of it and doing it with patience and, and strength. And, you know, I think it was six for seven in this game and, and uh was just outstanding. And
0: then your starting big Ali Khalifa, yep. he goes for a season high tying eight assists on yeah. the day.
3: I mean, just the average day at work for, for the Egyptian magician, just being eight and two. Uh, and he loves this baseline spin. Yeah, good. Like, it just looks like he's playing his own game doesn't it <laughs> um, but he's, he's such a big body he's so agile and um, he, he was really really important to us uh, kind of punishing guys on late cuts just like you just saw Noah Jacks right there. And back
0: into the national top ten in assist to turnover ratio for Ali Khalifa and then a guy that's uh, scored 17 or more now in three straight games and uh, he's had multiple threes in, in
3: those three straight games as well Noah Waterman. Yeah. No, uh, no, was just was just tremendous. Uh, he had a terrific matchup against an elite level defender uh, in Texas, and um, and he was really again he was he got us. In fact, he before even Dallin went to work, Noah got us two early uh, backdoor cuts. And he's a tough guard, so he had two early backdoor cuts, and then they started going under on two flows, and he banged two threes with people going under. And, and so you just got to shake your hands and be like, what do we do yeah. with Noah Waterman, right? And, like, how do we guard him? And he, he was really difficult guard on Saturday.
0: All right, final team stats as BYU wins this one by a dozen. Again, over a Texas team that was playing really well coming in. Then they, then they went and gave Houston all they wanted here yeah. earlier in the week, and got to overtime okay. with uh, with those Cougars. Yeah, it looked like it,
3: the down the stretch, it looked like they were going to win the game. Six-point and, and, lead late, yeah. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, these Houston Cougars did the same thing to Texas they did to us. They got every offensive rebound down the stretch, and um, it was like watching a, a, a ugly replay of our own game. Um, <laughs> Uh, So that's a place where we're all trying to go right now. But um, it takes a terrific team, and they're in the middle of a terrific season. And and it was a huge win for us.
0: In a terrific league. Well, in tonight's film room segment, we focus on one of the BYU's most consistent players over the last couple of weeks. A player averaging, yes, more than 17 points a game over his last three while making his mark from the arc. Speaking of arcs, it's Noah Waterman inside the film room with our Jerem Jordan.
5: All right, Noah Waterman. Is that a, a family name, a pun, or both? Um, nah, it's really just uh, all my family
2: is biblically named. Uh, so, what credit, are some of the names? Benjamin, Josiah, uh, Rebecca, Seth. So. We're going Old Testament. Oh, Old Testament! That's oh, Old Testament. Yeah. I love it. And I just got I got Noah Waterman. So
5: Noah Waterman, I love it. When I heard, yeah. it, I was like. That's a beautiful name, yeah, shout that's out great to man, mom. let's go. Okay the Texas game, you guys are pretty sick last week and it's a big game, you probably need to win it to kinda of keep pace with things. How'd you guys summon that performance?
2: We just, we really needed this game like you said, like it was a really big game for us, we just came off a loss, so we really had to be locked in but playing at home, the Marriott Center, we were all really confident. I'm really confident in our teammates and coaching staff anyways, so we knew we were just gonna move on and and get this win, and we
5: did. Packed Marriott Center, the juice was there, and you had a nice start. Texas makes a bunch of threes, but it was you and layups, man. Tell me about this first play.
2: Yeah, uh, so with this first play, uh, right when the game started actually, 23 bumped me real hard, and he said he's not gonna give me any threes. So when Spencer caught in the post, I was gonna fill up, and I thought, I was like, ah, he's in the bottom, I'm gonna get him right here. And then Spencer saw me, passed it to me. He closed out with his, his top leg, Cause he didn't want me to shoot it, so I knew I just had to take him to the rack and took him,
5: nice little finish. That's gotta feel good, especially with the conversation you had. No, yeah, Let's definitely. Start. Okay, not a three, but I'm gonna get a layup. You had three layups in a couple of minutes there, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, start of the second half, first possession. Uh, this is a quick trigger from you, and it goes down. Before
2: this, actually, uh, on the other side of the court, I hit one uh, right before this, before halftime, uh, and I just realized they were switching uh, and anytime they switch, I know uh, Ali's a big body and he's a great passer, but I knew he was just gonna hand it off to me and I can just shoot behind him uh, without any worries of me being blocked. So I just did it right there.
5: You're 10 for 21 the last three games from three. Are you feeling it right now from distance? Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. It's going down, man, let's go. And then uh, the highest percentage shot in basketball is a dunk. Exactly. This should have been an and one too it, in
2: my opinion. It should have, it should have. So uh, anytime Ali catches it, uh, I'm always ready to cut because he can pass so well, but right here you can see I'm just watching my defender and right when I see him move his head to the right I know he lost vision with me. He's a really athletic player, but I knew I got him right here. It's over right now. Yeah, so I just cut really fast. Ali's gonna find you. He's kind of late uh, And then I just jumped up and I decided to dunk this one.
5: And your hand goes up like hey foul. No, nothing. <laughs> Alright.
2: Looking for a foul, but didn't get it. It's all
5: good. Okay, uh, no game early in the week, so you guys can rest up a little bit, get healthy, work on schoolwork and whatnot. And then you go way to West Virginia. Okay, West Virginia is a team that at home is very tough. They've got a couple of guys back from injury and whatnot they are coming off a loss to oklahoma state but they have beaten kansas and texas notably at home how do you get a victory there unlike those guys
2: um it really just comes down to us being us Uh, we have this whole week like you said we don't have a a game on tuesday so that's really nice so we can just prepare prepare for them and not worry about any other opponent uh so we're just gonna go into this week uh focusing on them uh play us uh play how we always do and we're gonna come out with
5: the, the dub so okay Go bring it back from West Virginia. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Noah. Thank you.
0: All right, so we see there. Now, that was from Film Room. We did that a couple days ago. Yep. Big, beautiful, full head of hair yep. for uh, Noah Waterman. Uh, most of it's gone right now. He, yeah, yeah, he, he looks, tightened it up. He is, he's buzzed for, for this hair. He rip. looks clean right now. He's a yes, good looking It's more like your haircut right now. Yes. Right now. Yes. He looks very good. So you will not see that, Noah Waterman, on nope. Saturday. You'll see this kind of version. Uh, like Noah said, though, uh, Cougs are hitting the country roads. First stop is Morgantown. Let's know the foe as we talk about BYU and West Virginia. And again, when Film Room was done, they hadn't yet played Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati last night yep. at their place. Another good home crowd. And, yeah, look at their home home wins so far. Yeah. They've beaten Texas. They've beaten Kansas. They've now beaten Cincinnati. You think about
3: that. So most recent, they beat Kansas, Texas, and Cincinnati. That's a pretty good run at home. And so uh, hopefully we can put an end to that. We'll see. All right, it is BYU and West
0: Virginia on Saturday. As we break, your reminder, oh, by the way, let's tell you that uh, Know the Foe was brought to you by Octo Health. Decode your DNA. Design your destiny. Know the Foe, presented by Octo Health. That was Knowing the Foe, West Virginia. All right, now we go to break and your reminder that your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer and Jaren weekdays, noon Eastern, BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll go deep. Deep Blue with former Cougar Jeff Chapman. And Trey Stewart joins us in studio. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We're back after this break. Stay with us.
1: BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years, and Intermountain Health official medical provider for BYU athletics
0: welcome back to BYU basketball with Mark Pope well like many young athletes former BYU hoopster Jeff Chapman wanted to continue his education by being an athlete at a division one school Little did he know that his decision to come to Provo would carry lasting consequences, including leaving a legacy and breaking barriers at BYU. Here now, tonight's Deep Blue with Jeff Chapman.
1: So this is the high school I went to. It was established back in 1934. I graduated in 1984. I remember the post office being right out here and this is where we went in. Yep, this is my gym. Looks like they have the same rims that I had. Look how old they are. Even just a smart, you know, bright young man. You know, he's he always been that.
4: Jeff, um, his family is amazing. He grew up in a strong Baptist home in
1: Alabama. The most important thing to my parents was God and, and Jesus. They were very religious people. We read the Bible together. We went to church together all the time. Playing in this gym hoping for a Division I scholarship was everything. I can remember coming here as a seventh grader and playing and seeing the varsity guys and saying one day I'm gonna be one of those varsity guys. And when I finally did my sophomore year become a varsity member, I remember I said I have to play really well and do really well and become all state so I can get the attention of the big schools in the area. So this is where it all started for me, right here in this gym.
4: So Jeff was playing at a All-Star basketball game and it happened to be at the same time that the NCAA tournament was going on. So Coach Reed happened to be able to watch um, the All-Star game and saw Jeff play. Decided to offer him a scholarship and so he called Jeff the next week and offered him to come play at BYU.
1: That building right there is where the band practice that. The band director who had never spoken to me in his life, he told me, so you're going to BYU, huh? And I said, yes. And he said, well, let me tell you about Mormons. And he started to lay in the Mormons. And so it was just funny to see how different things were once I got to BYU than what people were saying uh, about it.
4: BYU in the 80s. So I would say it wasn't quite as hard to get into (laughs) as it is now, but culturally, LDS, and white.
1: There were only 36 Black people on campus in 1984 out of 26,000 students when I got there. I was down south of campus of BYU, and I saw this Black kid walking down the road, and I noticed he wasn't an athlete. And the only Black people I knew at BYU were athletes. So I said, I'm gonna to talk to this guy. So I pulled him over and I asked him, you're not an athlete, right? He said, no. And I asked, well, what are you doing here? And he said, you know, I just got home from my mission. And I was shocked. We ended up becoming roommates and became, you know, long lasting friends after that.
4: He did not want to join the church. He said he was staying his Southern Baptist religion. People would invite him over and then have the missionaries and things like that. And he always thought that was
1: kind of funny, but sometimes i did have questions but i didn't want to ask them because i knew they would see that as interest and probably step up the pace and put you know talk to me more and i didn't want that so when cruz and i became roommates i decided to start asking him questions but the cool thing he did was he would answer the question and then wouldn't say anything else about it and i was like okay he's not pressuring me i could just ask him anything he'll give me an answer he won't continue to try to get me baptized. It finally got to the point where I told him that I wanted to take the discussions and learn more about the gospel.
4: So the missionaries came, and he always laughs. He says they had him well covered because they were, first of all, sisters, which was always good. And then one was a basketball player, and then one was from Jamaica.
1: And they didn't know what to do with me because they said, do you want to get baptized? And I said, no, I, I believe it's true, but I don't have that conviction in my heart. And then we were reading in the Book of Mormon, and then someone read Ether 27 about being humble. And I remember thinking to myself, instead of me being humble and really want to know if this is true, I wanted to be proven to me that it was true. And I said a little quick prayer to myself. Heavenly Father, I'm humbling myself now. If this church is true, please let me know. And at that moment, the Spirit came down on me so strong, that I started to weep, but I was happy. I'll just never forget that experience. I was, you know, content being a Southern Baptist. I'm just blown away how things have have turned out. I joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I met you and... Like the
4: Lord put you in the right spot and sent you to BYU.
3: In so many different ways, Jeff was a trailblazer at BYU. He was here when we were growing at a certain place, and now he gets to walk into a locker room that is so reflective of great people from all over the world. He is a legacy member of this BYU
1: basketball community and how it's grown to encompass the entire world. I think people seeing me play, they realize, "Mm, if he can do well there, I can too. And I think that helped a little. If you're living right and you say you this or that, that's, you know, that's your, I don't, I don't disrespect nobody's religion. But long as you know, I, I, I'm proud of him. I don't have to worry about you. I
4: think he's an amazing person. He's taught me so much. Just has been a great example and grateful to have been on this journey with him and know we have a lot more to go and we'll have trials and joys and glad that we can do it together.
1: I look back and uh, all the successes that I have had, and it all started here. I just don't know if I would have been as successful as I am now, if I didn't have the love and support of this community and the teachers here and my pastor. So I am just internally grateful for what it has done for me.
0: A wonderful story, uh, he's had children come to BYU play for BYU the Chapman legacy continues when I was a student at BYU he was one of the players I was watching he was one of the first guys I got to see and say that's my guy yeah and
3: uh what a special guy it's um yeah I grew up watching him too and um you know this just uh, just unstoppable baseline jumper that was just Mm -hmm. really special mid-range game and um you know, it's, it's pretty fun, like in this community, uh, you know, in, in the Salt Lake Valley, we think about these pioneers. We, we uh, you know, celebrate the pioneers that actually uh, came here and, and built this community. And in every, absolutely every sense, uh, Jeff uh, leaving the South and coming to BYU, when he did, how he did, with who he is, is, is a modern day pioneer by every measure. And the impact he's had on BYU has been um, it has been incredible. And, and it's more than he could possibly know. And we're super grateful for him. Man, his story is incredible. And he's just a special person. I love you, Jeff.
0: Well, our in-studio guest tonight is as well known for his off-court production as he is for his basketball exploits. He is the founder of a clothing and customization company with the motto of make art, spread love. He's a happy guy with a positive message and a ton of creative talent. Please welcome back into Studio C, Trey Stewart.
6: All
2: right,
6: who's the size small? Does anybody wear a small? (laughs) Anybody wear a small? Oh, I I saw your hand first. Here you go. You can have small. Here we go. I had, to, I had to compete with Coach. He has a nice Louis bag. So I, I took some old overalls, and I made myself a Louis bag really so I could match nice so. you. Really I love nice. how to flex my Louis that's bag. Really it's a swag nice.
3: bag. Hey, can you hold that up? Can, can we hold this up? Can we get it on? Yeah, go ahead and stand up and hold this up. See,
6: I barely see you rocking
3: that. You understand, like, this is vintage stuff right here, baby. What?
6: If you're not happy when you <laughs> wear it, you got to take it off, bro. You got to take <laughs> it off. <laughs> How's business? It's been fun, man. It's just been cool. I've just been so grateful and blessed with all the opportunities that come my way, so. So reintroduce
0: us, because you've been on the show before to talk about this, reintroduce us and those who may not know about uh,
6: default happiness. Yeah, Um, so it's a clothing brand I started, thanks to our good old coach right here. No, that's not Um, true. I just had the idea one time to start doing shoes, and I went in his office, and he was like, go for it. Um, That was one thing that was really awesome, just get that push to just like really put myself out there. So I started with shoes and then it slowly evolved into clothes, hoodies, and then now I'm just sewing. I hopped on the sewing machine about last June, May, and yeah, I caught the bug. So now all my clothes are made from my own sewing machine. So it's it so cool. Give us the website. Uh, defaulthappiness.com. So.
0: When you go there, you will find Trey's steps to creating happiness. He's got three of them. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what they are, and he'll expand on a little bit. Number one. Be aware of things to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Start there. Got uh, to know what you got, first of all, right?
6: So we started doing the gratitude circle. The gratitude circle is a cool thing that Pope instituted, where um, at the end of practice, we all circle up, and then we just say something we're grateful for, and then popcorn to the next person. And it's just kind of fun, because we all just get to sit there and just remember how blessed we are to be where we are right now. So, okay. so
0: number one, be aware of things to be happy about. Number two, help the good feelings to stay.
6: Yeah, it's really good to like, It's really things can go away quick. So like we go through our day, we can start out good, but then other things can kind of pull us away. But it's really our core that we need to stay centered in. Um, and again, it's just pulling your mind back into gratitude, pulling your mind back into the reality of things. So. And number three, this is all on this website, by the way, uh, be the
0: creator of personal happiness.
6: Yes, so do a lot of things. Meditate, yoga, find what makes you happy or what things like generate. So
3: that. late at night.
6: Yeah, yes. so late at night makes me happy. <laughs> so it's just really good to have that balance. So Like if I get too like, in balance of like homework, you have to do it. But, you know, it's not going to make you that happy. So I'm going to take a couple of breaks, do some sewing, talk to my mama on FaceTime, just little stuff like that. So
0: Coach Pope, is it a blessing to be the coach of a player who thinks this way?
3: Yeah, it's incredible. It's actually a gift. Um, yeah, Trey is uh, he is a unique player. Um, personality on our team that has so much power um, to affect every single player on our team. It's, it's, it's way bigger than basketball, actually. It's really special. Um, and he's got an unbelievable commitment. So, you know, I, I joke about this all the time. If it's 2 o'clock in the morning, on rare nights, you'll find Trey in bed. Uh-huh. Uh, on most nights, you could find him one of two places. He's either going to be in the gym getting shots late at night, yeah. or he's going to be uh, working his sewing machine. With his stuff spread all over his room Uh, and all of his roommates' rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's it's we moved it out though. It's good. We moved it out of the roommates. It's it's pretty powerful, Um, and and that's how great teams are made. Like it's just how great teams, great organizations, uh, great groups are made um, by by really uh, incredibly capable and gifted leaders. Hmm. By the
6: way, shout out the roommates. Shout out the roommates. I actually don't sew there anymore. I sew at my parents' house in American Fork, so. But who are your roommates? Uh, Foos, Marcus, and Tripp. Okay, so I'm grateful for them, regardless. They're <laughs> good people.
0: We saw a little bit of you at work and some of your creations, and one of them was actually something you shipped off to Puka. Uh um, And Puka's not the only famous guy wearing some of your creations. Um, D Wade. Yeah. You had a, you struck up a, relation, a relationship there with Dwayne Wade. How would yeah. that turn
6: out? Uh, so first started with Pope. I had a fashion show. He brought Ryan. Um, Smith, Utah Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Smith came. Mess um, what I was doing and then just kind of opened a lot of doors of opportunity for me So I've been very grateful for that kind of relationship that we've grown. So, okay What's uh,
0: we've seen some of the stuff and we'll see some more of it. What would you say your trademark is? Like a what's, trademark? What's Tray's, yeah Like what's your like when someone says oh, this is Trey's style What are they gonna get from you?
6: Really just repurpose stuff and just like something just looks kind of like fun and different like I, I like I like my logo but I love making and something. this is it, right? Yeah. If you got a new smile. Right? Yeah. But I love making stuff out of specific materials because then people will see that material and be like, "Oh, like nobody makes quilted hoodies." That's Trey. So just like yeah. little stuff <laughs> like that. So and it's not for everyone. The fashion's not for everyone. Not everyone gonna rock a quilted hoodie. Um, so you know, we kind of mix it up. Like we have
3: our calmer pieces, but yeah, it's cool. You think about if I just play this out. That word repurposed. Like, is there, a better, is there a better word? Like, is there a more like gospel, redemption-oriented uh, word than repurposed? Yeah. Like, just, it just is like, it just is a beautiful thing about what you do. It's yeah. actually super special. Yeah.
0: How are you uh, managing the time? And do you have a staff? Because you're trying to play basketball at a high level while all this is going on. Yeah. How's that working out with you?
6: Like, who's helping you right now? I do my homework really fast. <laughs> um, I say my prayers. I play basketball. And I don't date, so <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> Take away so much life. Yeah, Thanks, life so like, I got people on FaceTime that I'll FaceTime and I'll sew and have good conversations with. But other than that, it's really just me alone. So it's been kind of cool to like find that prioritize, like prioritize my life. Um, we'll still keep in balance of like relationships a little bit. So we are heading out to Morgantown here for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already been. Oh, yes. You took a trip. Yes. Well, Have you been go. to Morgantown?
3: I've been there before. Okay, yes. yeah.
6: All right, so tell us about your your recent visit, if you will. It was hilarious, bro. That place is different. You didn't go by yourself. <laughs> no. You did
0: not go by yourself. We'd nah.
6: So we went with a bunch of people at BYU TV. so I was grateful. It was so fun to just make those connections. And Travis Moore, he does all the BYU TV stuff. And you and Cosmo
0: just, there you are in Morgantown.
6: Me and Cosmo, it was interesting chopping it up, like living a life with Cosmo. And yeah, he (laughs) never takes that off. The hotel, everything keeps it on. But um, no, it was a lot of cool people there in Morgantown. Um, A lot of fun relationships that I built. Um, especially the mascot there, Michael, he was really cool.
0: Yeah, we're going to see a little bit. So Michael
6: is the guy with the musket. He's a Mountaineer, right? Like Just a normal dude is their mascot. Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. So it's cool. This is him, right? Yeah. So he gets like, it's kind of like a pageant type thing, but he became the mascot and then he just goes around and like talks to kids in schools all around West Virginia and his day is crazy. Like he works so hard. (laughs) Um, very inspiring dude. But it's just cool to just sit down and get to know his life and like where he grew up. So in this clip right here, we're in his high school, just talking about life and making a little basketball. So we went and got some denim from a Goodwill um, in a small town and just repurposed it and made a little basketball. So
0: you did yeah. de- as a
3: denim-covered basketball, yeah. and I would I would think that we're going to see him at the, I think we'll see him at the game. We will. Yeah. What, we I'll will. what is what is his name? Michael. Uh, Michael. Michael. So I can't tell you guys how much comfort I take because you know Michael runs around the gym on the court with a musket, a live musket that could go off at any moment. It's loud. It's loud, <laughs> and, too. And so the fact that Trey is friends with him makes me feel like we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael, make have so, your back. Thank they you, you for going back. out there and building no, that relationship before we get there. There is a
6: funny story, though, where one of the Mountaineers, they call him, got in trouble because he... Use the like designated musket <laughs> that the mountaineer carries to kill a bear. Oh boy! Took a, took a <laughs> video of it. They, uh, so, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Glad we're not bears, man. <laughs> uh, we're not bears.
0: Stick with us, Trey. Coming up next, we'll hit the runway with Trey Stewart as BYU oh, exactly. basketball. Mark continues.
6: Course of <laughs> <grand>. <laughs> I'm on my mission.
0: Presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Well, this is a, a Pope show first. Tonight, we are having a Trey Stewart fashion show, a.k.a. the Fit Check, yes, as the kids would the call it, uh, featuring some of Trey's clothing, some models we have from staffers here. Uh, they're going to uh, bring out some of your stuff. They'll sit right here, maybe do a little spin, and then we'll have you give a backstory of each piece. Ready for this? Okay. All right, we it. have eight pieces. That's awesome. That's Easy. These are Trey Stewart originals. Tyson, Number one, Tyson's come on Tyson's out. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah.
6: All right, so what do we have here? Okay, so I got these shoes and they're very, everyone hates them. Everyone hates them, they say they look like tires, but they came with this towel. So I went to Walmart and I got a towel and I made a whole sweatsuit out of it. So these go with the shoes that I got on right now. So if you ever need a sweatsuit, go to Walmart and get a towel. (laughs)
0: There you go, okay, good. All right, that is our first piece, well uh, done. Number two, come on out.
6: Hey, this is a, this is an exclusive. This is the collection oh, wow. I'm dropping in a few weeks. You can what? toss an arm up. But it's a Star Wars collection. Um, just took a Star Wars blanket. Made it have a bunch of Sherpa uh, little zip-ups. So do a little quick, quick front. Come right Frank. Like a the logo on the front. front kind of right simple. Dalhau is going to be so jealous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, All right. Come on up. That was so cool. All right. Number three. Okay. There we go. Oh. How are you doing? Um, so I just did a project, a Willy Wonka-inspired collection, kind of built my own Willy Wonka world. Did a golden ticket giveaway. I wrapped 100 chocolate bars and hid golden tickets in them, but this is one of the pieces from that collection. That and awesome. there's a pin on your shoulder that I'm going to take. Well, again, <laughs> Safety, first. Yes, safety All right. first.
0: And by the way, if you go to defaulthappiness.com, there's a whole, uh, there's a Wonka tab you can hit. Yep. It'll get you more details about yes, that, right? definitely will. All right, let's go to number four yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So So before you get into this, let's just describe the model, because the model is as important as the clothing here. It's not about the clothing with this one. So this one here is this is Tyson Jex. Now, Tyson Jacks is BYU Basketball's communications director. He handles everything and anything to do with getting the word about BYU Basketball out to the media world and the world of public. He is the man. He's my right-handed man. You'll see him courtside with me. I couldn't do anything without him. He's Tyson Jacks. Players, coaches, broadcasters, all love him, depend on him. Tyson Jacks.
6: Okay, what's you wearing? That is a well-deserved clap because Tyson seriously like does so much behind the scenes that I'm so grateful for, and he's just the best dude. But this right here, we call him Ten Mile Tyson. So if you're that, you see him, that's what we call him. But this is my Willy Wonka look that I made for the collection. There's a matching basketball that I may have forgotten in my car, but Tyson, <laughs> Tyson just rocks it. He makes it all complete. So, nice work, shout so out Tyson. <laughs> Number five. Okay, there we go. Wait till she turns around. I know it's calm. Wait. Yep. Just wait. <laughs> All right, now turn around, hit him with the back. Okay. okay. <laughs> so there's a dope company called Wooden Grail. My friend Alex runs it. We have a collection dropping pretty soon. Um, there may be a Taylor Swift version of this as well, uh, but we're just doing a bunch of goats. So we put Steve Young on on here. Give us one more awesome. yeah. yeah. That was
0: awesome. All right, keep coming. Number six.
6: All right, here we go. There there we go. All right, front mode. I like it, I like it. Uh, This is another Granny Square collection uh, from the Wonka thing I did. And yeah, pretty much speaks for itself. I love it. I love the colors of this blanket. It's one of my favorites I made at the collection, so.
0: Very good. Number seven. This one here. Uh, the, the model is as important as the clothing again. This is our makeup artist, Marin. She does this all up before yes, the show. She, yes. And what's oh, Marin sporting? is sporting Chewbacca.
6: There we go. <laughs> there we go. you have a, good, a Chewbacca designation? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank okay. you. I, was, I was excited for it. <laughs> our final demo. piece. What do we have?
0: Number eight. Come on.
6: Walk out, boom. All right, there we go. Yes. I, I like it. I think we have time for we we yeah, one more. more one we got more. one more. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Turn around for this one. So we got a good little religious thing going on here. I got a religious collection dropping soon, but I made this last night just for a guy. Last night? Um, yeah, so I was, I was very pleased with how it turned out. I've never worked with a blanket like this before, so it was a good little experiment, but. Yeah. that's all awesome! Oh wow! That's unbelievable!
0: Wow! That's a staggering amount of creativity and talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank well you. done. Appreciate it. We'll that. take a break. When we come back Q and A for these guys. Stay with us. BYU Basketball, Mark
1: Pope. <laughs> <laughs> BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years. OctoHealth, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. (laughs) Welcome back to
0: BYU Basketball with Mark Tote. Time for some in-house Q&A presented by Ken Garth, we hear you. We've got a mic, we've got audience members, we've got questions. Let's bring up Debbie. Debbie, do we have a Debbie? Hi, Debbie. Oh, Debbie, of course. Debbie. You're on.
4: I have a question for Coach Pope. How did you and Miss Leanne meet?
3: Ooh, uh, it's a good question. Um, The greatest accomplishment, in my own personal opinion, that her older brother ever had in his life was connecting us. So she was working for David Letterman in New York. I was playing for the Indiana Pacers uh, in Indiana, obviously, and our spheres would never have collided had he not connected us. So I'll love him forever for doing that.
0: Thank you, Debbie. Thank you.
6: Amy, you're Amy. Okay. Yeah. You're on.
2: What is your go-to pregame hype-up song?
6: Oh, mine. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. We always go with the oldies. Uh, there's one from Cars. It's called "Shaboom." You know, <laughs> life could be dream. It's just a silly song, but it gets it gets the team going. So that's that's a good one. Love it. Uh, Zoe, are you? We have a Zoe.
0: Are you Zoe? Yeah. You have you have the mic. Go ahead, Zoe. Step close. Step closer.
3: Here we go.
1: Does pineapple belong on pizza?
3: Ooh, what do you think? I would I would have to say 100% yes. Yeah, Yeah. about you. I got no issue with it. If it's on, I'll eat it. I'm not a picky eater.
6: <laughs>
0: I, I ordered ham and pineapple two nights ago. Like, absolute yes. So Absolutely nice right here. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the questions. Speaking of questions, a trivia question for y'all. Uh, here we go. BYU basketball trivia in the segment. Uh, BYU has two current players listed at 6 foot 11 inches tall. Who holds BYU's career scoring average record for a 6'11 player? Yes, we keep track of this oh, stuff. The wow. answer coming up next. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Here's tonight's trivia question. BYU has two current players listed at 6'11. By the way, they're Ali and Noah, right? Uh, Who holds BYU's career scoring average record for a 6'11 player? And the answer here, the great Kresimir Chosich. He was 6'11. By the way, the stuff he did at 6'11. I mean, you talk about Ali being a unicorn. This guy was the, like, maybe the first unicorn for the guy that
3: size, how good he was with the basketball. Incredible. I mean, what a star. We we got to go witness Story. his story this yeah. summer and it was pretty incredible
0: as you went over to Croatia and saw where he played and where he's still still such a legend right yep. I don't think we realized just how big he was over there um, and, all right yeah, we're, here's we're our baby. schedule for the weekend BYU at West Virginia. That'll be a 6 o'clock Eastern and 4 o'clock Mountain Time tip. We'll have radio pregame one hour before, and you can watch it on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus if you want to sync that up with the radio. We should mention this is game one of a two-game swing, right? You're going to stay out. Uh, you guys go to Morgantown, and then it's off to Norman, and it's Oklahoma next Tuesday. Coach Pope and Trey, maybe a quick, uh, 30 seconds or so on the importance of this weekend and into next week for you guys.
6: Uh, I mean, they're very hot. They're a very good team at home, so we're just looking to go and just do our thing. Um, really stick together in those home or those away environments can get pretty hostile. So we're really looking to just be us, as we always say.
3: Yep. More importantly for me, uh, Trey Stewart now has designed clothes for the great <laughs> Dwayne Wade. He is designed clothes for uh, the all-time, all-time leading rookie receiver in the history of the NFL, Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. I just wonder when he's getting to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Can we make that happen? We gotta for the forge Super Bowl, that please?
0: relationship somehow. Maybe use our Andy Reid connection. Something's gotta happen there. We'll get in there. Concert <laughs> right? outfit, will go crazy. Maybe we'll see you on the road. Okay, guys, let's go get a yes. couple. Yes. All right, so cool. all right, for these guys and producers, Hema and Brett and
3: our entire crew.